welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Wednesday, August the 5th, 2020, and today we are joined by Eric Fry, who is the president of Wayne's Environmental Services, as well as Josh Caldwell, the vice president of International Adoption and International Ministry at Lifeline Children's Services, and our very own Oscar Perez, who is our Latin America Unadopted Coordinator. And today we are going to talk about Alter 84, our global orphan care network, how it started, how it began, and even even how we saw a virtual event this summer bring much fruit for the sake of the gospel as for the sake of the vulnerable child. But before we get to talking to these brothers, I want to remind you that we're still in the business of helping moms and dads parent well through their adoption and foster care journey. Our trained counselors have provided more than 880 hours of counseling and educational support since March of this year via web-based platforms. So while COVID-19 has interrupted life, it has given us the opportunity to continue to stand in the gap for orphans, for vulnerable children, but especially for moms and dads and kids who have been brought together through the beautiful, messy process of adoption. Seeking help and support is not a weak option, it's a hopeful option. As one of our alumni adoptive families shared with us recently, that this process has brought so much hope and it didn't take them realizing that they were weak, it took them realizing that they needed hope. So if you and your family need hope for your adoption journey, Call Lifeline today to sign up for our counseling services or for more information, visit lifelinechild.org backslash counseling and education. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash counseling and education. excited today to have on the Defender podcast three dear brothers and friends in ministry uh, to talk about something that really started as a vision two years ago for our team here at Lifeline. And that vision was a global orphan care network, a, a way that we could, cr- we could unite indigenous partners from around the world to come together to, to explore our gospel unity, to explore best practices on caring for orphan and vulnerable children. It was a vision of, of making sure that the world saw James 1.27 in caring for orphans and vulnerable children while not losing the fidelity and the importance of the gospel of Christ Jesus. And of course, as the Lord would have it, Two years later, we have a plan for a global orphan care network, and we are going to launch that in June of 2020 live in Kiev, Ukraine, and the world received COVID-19 pandemic. And we were forced uh, to take this global orphan care network conference uh, onto Facebook and virtually and to present in a lot of different areas. But one of the neat things that has even transpired and and one of the God-ordained things that has transpired is I've known this brother, Eric. Fry, who I'm going to introduce here in a minute, uh, for many years. And and actually, he and his wife, Jody started a ministry called Alter 84, which I'm going to let him tell us a little bit more about. But we were able to join forces with Alter 84 so that the name of our global orphan care network is Alter 84. And it's also continuing the things that the Lord laid on Eric and Jody's heart. And so we're excited that we were able to have it virtually. We've seen many impacted. And so today, we've also got our 
our dear friend Josh Caldwell, as well as Oscar Perez, to talk about what that global conference meant, uh, how the virtual uh, was used, and how they've seen this network really impact and infect others. But but before we get started, I do want to introduce my dear friend uh, Eric Fry. He's currently the president of Wayne's Environmental Services, which is based in Birmingham, Alabama, but with reach across the southeast for environmental services. Uh, he and, and Jody are married and they have three boys, Garrett, Austin, and Preston. And Garrett and Austin, uh, during COVID-19, graduated from high school and will be playing baseball, Lord willing, this semester at our next uh, spring at Birmingham Southern College. Uh, he and Jody uh, created uh, Alter 84 as well as founded No More Orphans. And so, Eric, uh, can you talk about what led you and Jody to the formation of Alter 84? Yeah, you know, for our family, the year 2008, uh, Herbie began with uh, an intense life and death battle. It was a season filled with some uncertain and dark days, uh, some, you know, un not dissimilar to what we're seeing today in different ways, but, uh, and yet God's faithfulness had never been more beautiful. At the same time, on, on another end of the spectrum, uh, Sean and Polly Bice were, were going through their own journey. Uh, God began to work and give them a deeper understanding as to what it meant not only to follow him, but to, to serve uh, the orphan. And so uh, our two paths collided. And, uh, you know, we really didn't know at the time. And, and, uh, and, and they didn't know where God would take us. Uh, but in his grace, uh, in his own unique ways for our families, uh, our hearts began to awaken uh, to this call for orphan care. Uh, our friends were just entering the journey of adoption when we met them. Uh, so when we met the Bices, they were on that journey, and we walked alongside them. Uh, at the same time, our hearts began to break for the orphan, but in a different way. Uh, God was uh, breaking ours for the church's role uh, in caring for the least of these. And, and over time, and in His providence, these uh, breaking moments led us to this redemptive realization that now that we know, we can't close. We can't close our eyes and pretend that we don't. And uh, so one night, Jody was wrestling with this personal responsibility to live out the gospel uh, and care for the orphan. And God graciously led her to a verse uh, where she had written a note right before the birth of our uh, twins, and uh, and it had the uh, the number two thousand beside it, symbolizing the year uh, that she had wrote it. And it was Psalm eighty four three. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, a place near your altar, a Lord of hosts, my King and my God. And, and Herbie, it was in this moment um, that God's glory and calling was, uh, was as real as the pages that she was reading uh, and the words that she had written. Uh, and we really saw an unfolding of those words in the years to come. And uh, the realization that the sparrow, while numerous, the orphan, 153 million and counting at the time, uh, that God had given uh, both instinct to long for a place called home. And uh, so over the next several years, God led us to a group, small group of, uh, of like-minded uh, men and women uh, that we uh, aligned with. Uh, you were one of those Herbie uh, that I met with, and you said, Eric, there's a need. Uh, there's a need for knowledge um, right here in our community. 
And so uh, uh, what began as Ultra 84 uh, quickly spurred on to a, uh, an initiative, the No More Orphans Initiative. And it's, uh, it's been a special journey where we've seen God's faithfulness along the way. And then, brother, and, and I remember one of the first meetings we had in our conference room, and you had uh, a PowerPoint about this vision that the Lord had given you and Jody of equipping the church and equipping members of the church to get engaged and do something. Uh, and the Lord had already started using you guys at, uh, at Hunter Street to start an orphan care ministry. Uh, can you just talk a little bit more about how you saw the Lord just leading you guys during this time? Absolutely. I mean, first I'll say that it was one step at a time. And, and really the, the phrase I always say is that, you know, what, number one, we, when we know what's right, you have the responsibility uh, to take action and steward that knowledge. And, uh, and we certainly uh, found that to be, uh, to be true. God was uh, faithful not only first to bring us to the right people, but then to guide us through uh, the process for his plan and uh, in one step at a time, how we would begin to uh, educate the church and those in our community. Um, so lots of uh, bumps in the road, lots of uh, fundraising challenges and those kinds of things that, uh, that anyone with a, a nonprofit organization uh, can appreciate. Um, but, uh, but, but God's faithfulness uh, reigned and, and uh, we're thankful to be here uh, in a position to where um, once again, uh, the crossroads he had planned um, for us to be here and to allow uh, you, you and your team at Lifeline to steward this, uh, this vision. Yeah. Well, I, I know that what uh, was a very difficult 2008 for you guys that, that birthed this vision, really in Jody's heart first, um, and then your heart as well, I know there have been bumps along the way, but but I know the testimonies are true about churches that have been impacted, uh, families that have been touched, and honestly, children that right now have families, have a mom and a dad because of the work and the impact of Alter 84 on the lives of our churches and the lives of so many. Uh, the Lord led you guys to develop an altar care curriculum, uh, to, to have a a devotional to have a video series. Uh, what was kind of that pinnacle vision for Alter 84 in those days that, that you would have said, this is what we hope ultimately to accomplish? Well, one, it was to, to connect the resources of the church uh, here with the needs of the uh, churches there uh, to fundamentally alter the, the lives of orphans and vulnerable children uh, by fostering systemic uh, gospel-centered a change within their culture and change that ultimately would uh, would improve the lives of, of orphans worldwide. And I know that we have certainly been a part of Alter 84 for many years and have been grateful to be partnered uh, with you, Eric, and have seen the Lord, like I said, do so many awesome things in equipping churches, uh, seen the Lord take that vision and take it to the next step. And, and even as we introduced, uh, you know, the, the time and, and so many life transitions that are even happening within your own family and with others on your board, it, it did come to that place of saying, hey, what, who could best steward it? And, and, and as our sovereign God does, he had us in a position of already praying through really many of these same visions, but on a global level uh, for Alter 84. And so, Josh, 
really, even as we started two years ago, praying and thinking about this global orphan network and then seeing the reality of being able to merge that with all of these efforts of, of Alter 84, tell us about just that process, but also the vision going forward of how we see not just stewarding well a global orphan conference, but also stewarding well what Jody and Eric and the Bisis and so many others have sewed into Alter 84. Yeah, that's great, Herbie, and thanks, Eric, for sharing sharing that um, original vision. Eric and I got together probably 10 years ago, and I heard was able to hear some of that um, while we were eating lunch one day. And I think just our journey as well, um, my family's journey of just coming to a place of uh, understanding further scripture about orphan care. And I think since I've been in Lifeline and since um, – uh, Herbie and I have just been talking a lot about the future of multiplication of the gospel. We want to see the gospel multiplied. But when we think about the mission of Lifeline, we think of the mission of Lifeline is to, manifest, is to equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to vulnerable children. And I think about how this plays into this idea of a global network that we want to equip the church. We want to spread the gospel. We want to provide care for the vulnerable and we want to connect for global impact. We realize that we going on mission trips and short-term trips and even uh, our staff going around the world is a small, small piece of what global impact could look like and that we must network together with global believers and global churches that have the same heart for the gospel, the same heart for equipping others, and the same heart uh, to see children and vulnerable families cared for. And so that's really, I think, a couple of years ago as we started praying through this and started to think about what it's going to look like to build a global network, our heart was just that, that we would see um, us even be able to maybe travel less, maybe be able to see uh, a multiplication happen of the global church and uh, equipping of the global church happen. And so we've been able to see that um, in, in some small ways and now seeing that in some huge ways through this partnership um, with Ultra 84 and excited about just calling this network Ultra 84, seeing the, seeing the, 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 presence of God, seeing the heart of God to care for the vulnerable through that verse of scripture, as well as now seeing the this global network come to fruition through a conference, but not only through a conference, but resourcing and equipping the global church. And one of the kind of taglines that we've been using is um, partnering with the global church for local orphan care and finding ways that we can equip the global church, um, the global church that is spreading the gospel. How can we equip them to care for the vulnerable that are in their community? right where they are yeah and that's so important because it increases our the reach of of the gospel it increases the reach of helping orphans and vulnerable children when that is in the church and and i just think about how beautifully kind of that vision that started of altar 84 and then this vision of a global orphan care network really do fold in well together of equipping and resourcing and connecting um, and engaging local churches to do the work of the gospel but also the work of caring for the vulnerable so we had planned to be in ukraine in june and then COVID-19 
hit and uh, plans plans changed and we were scurrying to take what was going to be a live conference and move it online. So can you tell us about this virtual conference, uh, Josh, and what were some of the, the hardships of getting it virtual, but what were some of the blessings even of having a virtual conference? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question because we did shift pretty quickly um, in, in around April, March or April to shift toward an online version of this. And we just decided that we were going to move forward. Um, we knew that the, this global pandemic was, was going to impact us, but we also knew the urgency of the gospel, the urgency to care for children around the world and to equip the church and that we weren't going to stop this conference. We were just going to shift it to be online. And uh, through shifting it to be online, we actually um, just had some, you know, obviously the technical part of that and, and building a website and, and shooting the videos and getting them ready. Um, but some of the blessings that came out of that were we were able to have 13 sessions um, through this global conference. We were able to have over 100 participants in the global conference where we had originally talked about having 40 people or so participate in the global conference that was going to happen in Ukraine. We actually were able to have 100 participants and now we have something that will live on. And as people come into our network, they're able to attend that conference virtually now, even today in July. So we had this the first couple of weeks of June, but now we've shifted it so it can live on as an, kind of an evergreen version of this global conference. And we want people to go to that first because here some of the topics, Herbie, that we talked about were just the gospel and global orphan care. We talked about the gospel being the core of everything we do, gospel fidelity in uh, Christian orphan care. We talked about some best practices of uh, gospel orphan care, what that looks like. We talked about uh, introduction to trauma. We talked about equipping the church to care for children. Uh, we talked about biblical marriages, and we know that the family is at the crux of so much of this, that we need to see the family strengthened and the family grown all around the world. And so just had some amazing sessions to be able to to lead that. So definitely a challenge, but also just so many blessings coming out of that and us being able to continue to see that conference be impactful going forward. Yeah, and the neat thing about that, too, is as we were able to broaden that reach past that original 40 to over 100, we now are seeing more people join the network to grow the, the reach of Alter 84 and this global orphan care network. And, and one of the stewards of that network is Mihefe Mahor, Oscar Perez, uh, who's coming to us from Bogota, Colombia. And it was exactly two years ago today that my family was in Bogota and we actually were flying to Oscar's hometown of Cartagena on the coast right. today, two years ago. But our family, part of the reason our family was in Bogota was to do a pastor's training and conference that Oscar had spearheaded in Bogota to bring many churches and pastors and partners together to equip the church in Bogota to care for orphans and vulnerable children. And so now part of what Oscar will be doing is helping steward the Global Orphan Care Network, Alter 84, especially in Latin America through our unadopted program. So Hefe, how did the conference first, just how did the conference and going through the conference impact you personally and the ministry that you have there in Latin America and specifically in Colombia? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, we, we were so excited to go to uh, Ukraine, you know, we were like ready to go there. I think we, we have the, the suitcase ready for that. But then COVID, like you guys say, hit and we were like okay 
everything has to be canceled now, but just to, uh, just, just say like, we move forward. And that, that was good. Because even virtually, I can see other people all around the world working for one thing, and it's the gospel. I mean, like, that was a glimpse of heaven for me. I, I remember the first day that we all get together. I think that was June 1st, Friday. Um, I mean, I, I was like, this is a little bit of heaven here. See people from India, uh, China, uh, Africa, people from even Latin America, America, we're like, man, this is what heaven is going to be, and Kobe is not going to stop it, you know? Like, that was so exciting for me. That makes me, that made me think more about what is heaven going to be with my brother and sister, you know? Regardless, Kobe, or whatever else is coming around the corner. I mean, like, that was a really good remind, remind me for me that heaven is real, you know? And heaven is not about me, uh, about myself, but about all, also about my, my brother and sister that are going to be there. So that was really beautiful. The other thing that was really beautiful is like the gospel brought us together. Mm. It wasn't like I want to do this and I'm, you know, an expert doing this. It's like everyone was so humble and ready to learn from each other. Mm. Like, and the, the gospel was the, the, the main piece there. So that was the beauty that I can see from the conference. That was my taking away from the conference that was really, really uh, beneficial for me. Yeah. Most of the people that are listening may not know that you and your sweet wife, Beth, have been quarantined in your apartment for the last four plus months because of COVID and Columbia <laughs> and specifically Bogota's restrictions on getting out of your house. So uh, your trips outside of your house have looked like walking your dog Coco. Uh, and uh, as you and I have talked, Coco has had to go to the bathroom a lot, sometimes false alarms, just so you can get out of the house. But you've yeah, been- That's quarantined. excuse. <laughs> 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 You've been quarantined in your home, but yet Alter 84 and this virtual conference has actually given you opportunities to connect with folks that you're working with in Costa Rica and Honduras and Dominican Guatemala, Republic, yeah. as well as Colombia, Guatemala. So talk about the fruit that you're already seeing, even during this time of COVID-19 of this virtual conference. Yeah, it's like another reminding, like God doesn't need us, you know, he's, he's in the move, you know, he's... He's God, you know, and he's moving his people from all over the places. And uh, see people even from Venezuela. In our first, uh, the guy didn't have time to join to the Altar 84 conference because he was doing something different. But in our first regional meeting, call meeting, he was there and he was like, you know what? I'm so excited because I'm a pastor. Mm -hmm. And I've never been part of a, like a prayer meeting. It's like... We here like to be vulnerable, you know, like, hey, this is the thing that I'm struggling ministry with. Mm. Like, how can we help each other? So this is the fruit that we, we see here in Latin America. Even people that have been like more, more even more connected than this pastor from Venezuela, they've been like, hey, I've been in thousand conference and everything is about strategies, strategies and things like that, new ideas, but nothing like, let's come together, Let's think about the gospel and let's help each other. So that's the fruit that we see him. People from Brazil, even. Than, it's a Colombian girl that is living in Brazil. She, she joined the, 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 the original uh, call, um, Guatemala. 
um, Venezuela. And I mean, like, God is in the move. Mm. COVID doesn't stop God. So that's, that's our peace here in Latin America. And he's still moving, even though we've been in quarantine for the last four months. You know, like, that's, that's a beauty there. And that's one of the things that, that you're even talking about, Mehefe, that I think is so important is that, yes, we did this virtual conference. One of the great things about it having to be virtual is it's evergreen. It's living. You can invite other people to get a part of this content. Uh, and the other thing about the whole vision of Alter 84 for us and this Global Orphan Care Conference, it wasn't going to be just one time, one meeting once a year, every other year, but there would be regional meetings of creating opportunities for churches to partner together in regions, but from different countries and from different places. Um, can you even talk a little bit about the joy of those regional meetings that you've already held now since the virtual conferences has happened? And, and yet you've had these pastors from like you said, Venezuela and Brazil and Colombia and uh, Guatemala, but talk about the importance of these regional meetings that will continue to go on throughout the year. Absolutely. I think like we don't have to wait for it next year to do something, you know, even to travel or to get together again virtually. We don't know, you know, we are like keeping each other there, you know, in prayers and uh, accountable, like uh, encourage each other every, every month, you know, we, that, and everyone comes like, you don't have to be perfect. We, we aren't talking here. Okay, let's talk a little bit about new ideas and things like that. But let's take a moment to pray. You know, like, I don't even know what is going on in Venezuela besides what the news told me, you know. Like, having this guy from Venezuela give me a different spectrum what is going on there, you know. Like, I don't even know what is going on in Costa Rica now. I don't even know what is going on in Guatemala and some part of Colombia. But having these guys in the conference, in the uh, regional meeting give me like gives me like a a new like okay this is what is going on is what we can cooperate to each other this is the way that we can pray for each other and i think this is what the gospel is all about you know like there is thing that i'm not gonna be able to do so somebody else can do it there is thing that i'm not gonna know and i mean like there is thing that i don't have as expertise but somebody else can come and teach me you know this is no only about like, oh, this is our organization. Like something that I love for the, the, the part of the lifeline is like, we aren't here to be the stars. Mm. We want the local church to be the star. Mm. We want the local church to be the bride. We, and we remind that over and over and over. And the beauty here is like every other ministry that is getting into the regional call, they coming out, they coming out from a local church. They part of a local church, and we see the local church like you guys were uh, telling, uh, saying in the in the beginning. Like we see the local church, we see the bride coming alongside to take for orphans. That's the beauty in all of this. That's what the, the thing that we we say. Like I, I told Beth every time, like you know, God is still moving. God doesn't uh, COVID doesn't stop God, even though we aren't able to go to regions here in Colombia or to visit our partners in Costa Rica, Guatemala, and other countries, God's still moving. And we can see here in the, in the, in the regional call every month and we gather together to pray for each other, to see what each other has, but also to see what they need. Because I think the gospel is part of that. Amen. Well, Oscar, even 
as we think there, there are probably people that are listening to this and they want to get their church engaged, or maybe they've worked with a pastor or a network of churches around the world. And, and those churches have a heart for the orphan, but, but want to continue to keep the gospel, the main thing. And this sounds like a great place for them to join. How can folks from around the world, uh, our folks are listening to this podcast, get other folks connected to the network. How, how do they join this network of Alter 84? Yeah, well, I, I think the first thing is like send us send, send us an email. We have a an adopted at uh, lifelinechild.org. Send us an email there, and regardless of the part of the world that you are, if you are in Africa, Asia, or here in Latin America, uh, we're gonna direct to the coordinator in those regions, you know. And the coordinator in those regions is gonna contact you soon and letting you know when the meeting or uh, the regional uh, call is going to be, uh, letting you know a little bit of what Alta 84 is uh, all about and letting you know, like, hey, you know, like we're meeting this day, you, you can join us. There is the Zoom ID, so you're welcome to come, uh, things like that. But it's, I, I think it's because I can't give my, my personal, my, not my personal email, but uh, uh, my email in Lifeline, but it's in more regard to uh, Latin America, so... If you send us an email one more time, and adopt it at lifelinechild.org, we're gonna uh, send you to, to, to the specific uh, coordinator in the region that uh, you're working at. So I think that's, that's, that's the thing there. And Josh, even as folks might be listening and they hear about some of this, this material that we're now offering, what are some ways that, that folks in the U.S. could connect with and receive some of this material and training? Yeah, definitely. Um, and like Oscar said, unadopted at lifelinechild.org is a great place. But also our website, if you'll, if you'll Google Lifeline Child and then Alter 84, you will find our website. Or if you have something to write down with, you can go to lifelinechild.org slash G-O-C-N. G-O-C-N, that's Global Orphan Care Network. And you'll have a website there. It gives a little video of what we're trying to do, uh, lets you know how to join the network, and you can click on that. <clears throat> if you're a missions pastor and you're listening to this, you're a church leader, you're an adoptive family, and you work with somebody overseas, pass that along to people that you know that are gospel-centered, working with orphans around the world. We want to partner with them and bring them into this network so that we can continue to resource and spread the gospel. So you could point down them to that website as well, lifelinechild.org slash G-O-C-N. Um, you can also, um, if you're a church partner that is listening to this today or, a, or a, a family or just a supporter of Lifeline that wants to get your church involved, you can definitely just reach out to us uh, info at lifelinechild.org or the unadopted at lifelinechild.org and let us know your church wants to get involved in the U.S. and we would love we have a team of people that get churches involved all the time we'd love to have this conversation with you one thing that makes this unique about Lifeline is that we want to serve you so we want to serve your church so what is your church doing in orphan care or what are they not doing that you're wanting them to do we want to come alongside and support the church in the U.S. as well as we're supporting the church internationally so that we can connect them together through equipping and resourcing. So Eric, kind of as we close, you know, what started as a tragedy for your family in 2008, uh, from your sweet wife studying God's word in Psalm 84, grew out this ministry of Alter 84 and No More Orphans. And 
I even remember back in the day meeting with you and your brother Keith with pastor teacher Harry Reader at Briarwood Presbyterian and then circling back around and meeting with David Platt at the Church of Burke Hills. And I mean, I believed in what God was doing through Altar 84 and, and was, was getting you everywhere that I can. But now to see this outreach in Latin America and Asia and Africa just kind of closes off with what, what does that do for you and Jody's heart to know that what God birthed 12 years ago is not only still alive and living and growing, but it's impacting now the nations. You know, Herbie, I'm, I'm glad you asked. I was, uh, I was thinking through that as, as, as Oscar was, was, was sharing. And it's funny, I've got a, uh, I'm going to be leading a study for our leaders and uh, at Wayne's and, and going to be sending a message to our team about responsibility and responsibility is a stewardship. And, uh, and so we were, we were responsible at that, at that season, uh, along with the vices and our board members for Ultra 84. Uh, I, I like to think that God used that in a big way and that we were able to steward that. But as part of that stewardship, um, it was never ours. Um, it, it was always his, and uh, he he led us to that point and gave us that peace. Uh, and I've seen it so many times, and in ministry, but also in business, that um, you know when something has to change the guard, and 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 you've got opportunities in front of you, and we just we we knew that you guys would be faithful um, to steward what God placed in our in our hands long ago. And we just wanted to be open-handed with it and, uh, and look forward to seeing uh, his faithfulness. Amen, brother. Well, we are thankful for these brothers and for all the ways that they have, have played into this Alter 84 Global Orphan Care Network. Uh, again, to repeat what my brother Oscar has said, if you want to get directly engaged with the Alter 84 Network and become a part of that network or suggest a partner that you have around the world to be a part of that network, uh, you can email us at unadopted at lifelinechild.org or you can go to lifelinechild.org backslash G-O-C-N or Google Lifeline Child Alter 84 and that will lead you to the place to get connected. And like uh, Josh has said, we had uh, over 12 different uh, seminars that we did as well as some questions and answers. Uh, one of the things we did not mention is there's also a closed Facebook group that we can get folks engaged in to continue to, to talk. And so we'd love to get you engaged with that, especially pastors who have have a heart for the orphan and a heart for the gospel here in America and around the world. Thanks for joining us for this Defender podcast. And please uh, be praying for these pastors uh, that are a part of this global orphan care network, these ministry leaders, especially during this time of COVID-19. And Lord willing, this time next year, we'll be able to report about a global gathering that we're able to have of all of these ministry leaders. Thanks for joining us for the Defender podcast. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. 
Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.